Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Wrestling Changed My Life podcast. It's your host, Ryan Warner, coming to you Monday, November 13th from the Windy Chicago IL. We have an episode for you, an interview with Pat Cummins, Penn State All-American, UFC veteran. That's coming to you on Wednesday. But man, week two of college wrestling was so crazy that we decided to spend an entire episode, me breaking down the action of what we saw this weekend. For the second week in a row, we saw a number one wrestler in the country go down. That's Vito Arruja. We'll get to that match. We'll get to all the dual meets. We'll get to Ohio State, Virginia Tech. A lot of crazy opens. And, man, it just reminds you that we're in you know, mid-November, second week of the seasons in the books, wrestling seasons here, folks. And I'm excited to get to all the action. As I said, regularly scheduled programming coming to you Wednesday. Pat Cummins, that's already uploaded in in the queue. Let's get to this week's action. Far and away, the number one story is Vito losing to redshirt freshman Ryan Crookham from Lehigh. So who is this cat? Three-time Pennsylvania state champ. This, and he, uh, I believe he redshirted last year. Redshirted last year, and... At the journey, this match took place at the Journeyman Classic. The crazy thing about about Crookham is that earlier in that tournament, it was a, a pool system tournament. So within the pool, earlier that day, he beats his own teammate McGonagall, who's sixth ranked in the country and wrestling at the All Star Meet next week. So that that's already he's having a, a crazy day, right? Beats his own teammate, sixth ranked guy. In the finals against the great Vito Arruja, world champ, NCA champ, as I said, one of the, you know, maybe one of the best years we've seen in a long time from a college wrestler. So Vito gets a takedown early. Crookham gets a takedown also uh, before the third period. And, and the crazy thing is Crookham's not, a, not afraid to scramble with Vito. In fact, he outscrambles him several times in that match. And Third period, I don't remember the exact score. I watched it yesterday. Third period, this is what happens. Vito's down, goes for a takedown, and flat out Crookham outscrambles him again, gets a closing takedown with about 40 seconds left, rides him out. And that's a statement, too. Like, you ride someone out like that, beats Vito Ruja. Crazy, crazy match, crazy upset. The journeyman duels. Uh, the Journeyman Classic, I should say. Sorry if I called it duels earlier. The Journeyman Classic, we'll talk about that in its totality, but these two matches, um, Crookham versus McGonagall, his teammate, that went to OT. That's when you know this kid's here. You're starting to see stuff on Twitter. And then, boom, he, be- he beats Vito. Go watch the match. There's some good exchanges. And it's you see it, and you're like, God, Vito is just so quick. But you got to give it to Crookham. He didn't back down, came right at him. And wasn't intimidated at all. And you got to tip your hat to him. So he's got to be, you know, one, is he going to start? Two, were they going to rank him? You know, again, his teammates wrestling in the All-Star Classic. He beat him at that at that tournament. And then he takes out one of the best college wrestlers in the country. So you, you've got to put him in, you would think. Lehigh, I'm thinking ahead. Lehigh wrestles Oklahoma State in December. I'd love to see Crookham fix. Obviously, Fix is the favorite, but after what we saw, these young kids, these young bucks, they're not to be messed with, folks, and they're coming in so good, so 
confident, it's it's going to be a fun season. All right, so that's that's far and away the number one headline of the weekend. A lot of stuff went down. Let's stay on the journeyman though. So Frank Papalizio, one of the one of the godsends in wrestling, doing the Lord's work out there all over the country, at every level, kids, college, international. He puts together um, an event called the Journeyman. I believe it's called the Collegiate Classic. It's an individual tournament on Sunday. It took place yesterday. It gets a little confusion or a little flack because it embraces a pool system. So they have, I have 149, right? They have like multiple A, B, C, D, and E. A is the starters. B are some starters and, you know, kind of working your way down the depth chart. So it's hard to follow from a fan's perspective, but I bet the college coaches love it because every guy's getting two to three matches, three matches against guys of their caliber level. It's not like an open tournament where – you're there all freaking day, and we'll talk about the opens, but they're horrific to watch as well, just in how just in how long they take. So the collegiate classic goes down. You got Penn State, you got Cornell, you got Arizona State. I mean, far and away the Crookham win is is the craziest, but it was also really fun to see the Penn State gang, right? All the Penn State starters except for Aaron Nagao and except for um Facundo and we don't even know if we'll see Facundo this year they were all there here's what happened folks after so 141 and up for Penn State so Bartlett Shane Van Ness Levi you got Mitchell Messenbrink in there Carter Aaron Brooks transfer Bernie Truax and then you also have um Greg at heavyweight they all went undefeated Right, and unlike some of the teams in the Midwest where they're wrestling like D three tournaments all weekend, they're going against D one competition. Right, so you got to tip your hat to Penn State, bring in most of their starters, and they all really, really dominated. Shane Van Ness three pins, Mitchell Messenbrink one sixty five. He's the product from Askren Academy, junior world champ. He's just he was lighting people up. Although his first match, very tight match against Arizona State. Tight match in the sense that Mitchell was was controlling. He was had a couple takedowns, gets caught in a cradle, fights off this cradle basically the whole third period. You could tell it gassed him because after he got off off his back, off the cradle situation, he was just he looked a little out of it for a second, but held on to win. Um I shouldn't say held on. Fourteen to ten he wins. Good to see him though. Starachi Brooks. I mean, those guys up top are just crazy. So not only Penn State, we got to see, I was really looking forward to seeing Meyer Shapiro from Cornell. Definitely looked good. Didn't dominate like like you might expect some of some of the matches. The match I watched, it went um it went all I don't even think it was a major, but you know, he's gonna be amazing. He's an incredible talent. I mean, just these middleweights were were so deep in these middleweights. And a lot of people are hoping we'd see Levi Haynes, you know, the Penn State phenom versus Meyer Shapiro. Didn't get to see it. We'll have to wait uh, later in this year if it happens at all. All right, so Penn State, 133, Nagao. He wasn't wrestling. We feel pretty confident about his skills. 125 is going to be a question mark. I did notice they had Braden Davis, four-time Michigan State champ, true freshman. He he went undefeated on the day. And it... The more I talk about the journeyman thing, I just I feel like again we got to tip our hat to Frank Papalizio. In addition to the individual tournament on Saturday, they held the Wrangle Mania duels on Saturday. Uh, so the 
individuals on Sunday, duels on Saturday. Had a really interesting match between UNC and Arizona State. UNC, let's see, what were they? I mean, UNC was, I think they were 16th ranked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So UNC was 15th. Arizona State was 5. Arizona State was without four key starters. But nonetheless, UNC won the duel. It came down to uh, last couple of matches, actually. Um, Arizona State, uh, one unranked guy for them. I think his name is is ne- Tony ne- Negron. That's what it is. Tony Negron took out number six from UNC. Arizona State, though, tell the tape the two injuries, I think. You know, Teamer and Vasquez, both injured, and then they were without Richie Figs at 125 and Colton Schultz at heavyweight. But nonetheless, folks, Rob Cole, UNC, they're coming. Tony Ramos, Enoch Francois, UNC uh, taking out number five ASU. All right, let's go to the other big news of the weekend. So we talked... We talked Vito going down. We talked Journeyman. We talked UNC taking out Arizona State. Now, before all this happened on Friday night, unbelievable duel me on Friday night between number three, Virginia Tech, number eight, Ohio State. Ohio State going into this was 10-point dogs. What, and they end up winning it, if, if, you, if you can't tell. They won it um, over Virginia Tech. Really some... Some gutsy performances from some of the unranked Ohio State guys. And some of their their hammers dominated. So let's get into that one. All right, kind of going backwards because I just watched this, so this is fresh. At heavyweight, Feldman from Ohio State, this guy is, he's he looks massive. He ended high school on an 86-match win streak. He had a guy from Virginia Tech we'd actually beaten uh, multiple times in freestyle. It took him to the last 10 seconds to get this takedown, but he does get the takedown. He wins. Kind of sealed the deal for Ohio State. But it all got underway. Unranked uh, unranked McCrone, as Tom Ryan was saying, they were calling him middle school McCrone, little baby face on him. He gets he gets a win over number four, Eddie Ventresca from Virginia Tech. It, was a, it all came down to an exchange in the second where... Yeah, Ventresca had McCrone look like dead to rights behind him, getting ready to take him down. McCrone does a Grammy, catches him on his uh, catches uh, Ventresca on his back, goes up, actually gets the major, rides him out all the third. Um, yeah, really a really surprising start for the dual meet. Ohio State took the lead, and you know there's definitely some back and forth, but they had I think it was like four or five guys who were who were underdogs win their matches. Couple, couple big matches at 149. Caleb Henson, the defi- or the, the returning true freshman from Virginia Tech, unbelievable talent. He beats Carson Karchula, ten to five. Good exchanges there. A, c- a couple nasty slidebys by Caleb Henson. 157. Patty Gallagher, Bryce Andonian. The tail of the tape here is Bryce Andonian has insane hips. I mean, several times Gallagher was in deep. He's number 16 ranked, going against 6th ranked Andonian, and Andonian just bullied him with his hips. Virginia Tech wins that one. 174, Karchula versus Mackie Lewis. Came down to the end. Uh, Mackie Lewis gets the win. A really another uh, highly anticipated bout. 184, man, there's a freshman from Ohio State, Rogatsky. He's 6-1 on the year. He's got six pins. 
he was going against he was unranked going against 21 ranked uh, wrestler from Virginia Tech. He pins him. Now he's six and one on the year with six pins. Freaking insane. Huge win for Tom Ryan and the Bucks. And I love when they go out and get some early big duels early in the season. And Ohio State actually turned around. They wrestled Edinburgh on Sunday. So they're not they're getting ready to go. Everything's kind of gearing towards in the preseason for me or the early season for me. Everything's gearing towards Cliff Keen tournament in Vegas, early December. And Ohio State's definitely ramping things up. Huge win for them. Tip tip of the hat to Tom Ryan. Other action this weekend, we saw Oklahoma State opening their season. They beat Bucknell. Dayton Fix doing nasty things. A couple transfers in the lineup. All one for Oklahoma State. One of the most anticipated matches of, or the anticipated debuts of that dual meet was Braden Thompson, Illinois legend, transferred to Oklahoma last year. True freshman. He was in the mat in the dual meet, but he only wrestled about 20 seconds or so until an injury took him out of the match. I don't think it's going to be season ending or anything like that, but but he did not. Uh, he wasn't able to finish. Oklahoma State gets it done. They don't wrestle again randomly until, what is it, until December against Lehigh. That's going to be a good a good dual meet, though. Let's round off a couple of our other top ten results before we get to some of the Iowa news because we did see some action from the Hawkeyes this weekend. Okay. Number three, North Carolina State. They dismantled Purdue and Bloomsburg this weekend. Absolutely dismantled them. The kind of the thing that stood out from these dual meets, though, is one, number 11, Jacob Camacho at 125. He took out Matt Ramos from Purdue. Ramos from Purdue was all over the internet last week. Not in a good way. He lost to Marcus Blaze in the semifinals of the Clarion Open, a high school junior taking out the number one. Uh, ranked wrestler in the country at 125. Ramos, not number one anymore, but he lost to Camacho. Hey, Ramos, Illinois boy, we love him. He'll be back, but you got to tip your head to Camacho. North Carolina State, third in the country. They have a very tough lineup. The other thing that stood out, though, from this dual meet was Joey Blaze, older brother of Marcus Blaze, true freshman for Purdue. He beats number five, Ed Scott, four to one. Joey Blaze was a three-time Ohio State champ, true freshman. And he's not going to let the younger brother outdo him. So he gets a dub over number five, Ed Scott. But overall, the tale to me is North Carolina State rolling. I can't wait to see see those guys throughout the year, especially against Virginia Tech. Okay, 10th-ranked Iowa State. They blanked Davidson last night, completely dominated Davidson. We saw Cody Chittum, uh, 16th-ranked. He stepped in the lineup for, for Iowa State. End up getting a major, but it it took till the end of the match. But Chittum is in the uh, in the lineup for Iowa State. the The battle at one forty nine. It's going to be ongoing for Iowa State, but Casey Swiderski won the Grandview Open. Etchemendia, you know the former uh, a Cuban national champion, defected into the U.S. Won Fargo at Arizona. Ended up at Ohio State. Didn't work out at Ohio State. Now he's at Iowa State. He got a tech fall for the Cyclones in his his first uh, Iowa State dual meet. It was seriously insane. One of the ankle or one of the knee picks he hit barely touches the guy's knee with his opposite with his uh, weak hand. Gets the takedown. It was it was awesome to see him. He's very explosive. 
I can't wait for this Iowa Iowa State duel meet, especially with Etchemendi and against Real Woods. Going to be going to be a, a number of great matches. Okay, so Iowa State they're getting started. Um, we talked NC State Ari- number five Arizona State they lost. We talked Okie State uh, number nine Nebraska <clears throat> got their season started on Friday. Uh, Campbell they beat Campbell thirty-seven to four. Peyton Rob. You know, they're saying on Twitter, comeback wrestler of the year. Had a massive infection last year in his leg. He got things rolling. He gets the win. Nebraska dominates Campbell. I think that's it for duels. I mean, there was a ton of duels. There's so many duels. You're never going to be able to cover all of them. These are just the ones that stand out to me. And if I missed anything, please let me know. Next tale of the tape, the Opens. We had some Opens on Saturday, and... You know, in Iowa, it's like you got the Grandview Open. That's where you and I and Iowa State went. Both teams won some won some weights. You and I won, shit, I think four or five weights at the Grandview. And then Iowa sends their guys to the Luther Open. You know, Grandview Open's an NAI tournament. Luther Open's a D3 tournament. So Iowa goes. Takeaways from that, number one is that, number one is that Anthony Ferrari beats Victor Voinovich. So Victor Voinovich transferred from Oklahoma State, national qualifier last year. So Ferrari, Super 32 finalist, 2022 Oklahoma State champ. He was the 23rd ranked wrestler in his class. He's at Iowa. He's not enrolled at Iowa. He's wrestling unattached. He takes he takes out Victor Voinovich. Voinovich was the Okie State transfer. Really tough wrestler out of Oklahoma State. NCAA qualifier. Ferrari beats Voinovich 2-1 in the finals. Interesting to note, though, Ferrari also beat Jess Aroga from Iowa 2-1 in the semis. So some really tight matches. No takedowns in either of those matches. I don't know when Ferrari will be enrolled to Iowa or if he will be, but my gut tells me that Anthony Ferrari will be in the lineup this year. My gut also tells me AJ Ferrari is going to be in the lineup this year. Have nothing to go on. No facts to go on that by, folks. That's a gut reaction. But I'm just, I'm noticing that with, or I'm thinking that with, you know, Iowa losing those guys to the, uh, to the gambling fiasco that Brands is going to be looking for, for people to put in that lineup to compete with, with the likes of Penn State, Michigan, Ohio State, Cornell. So I think we're going to see Ferraris in the lineup this year. Anthony Ferrari takes the first step by winning the Luther Open, taking out Victor Voinovich, Iowa starter. Couple other headlines from this: Ayala, Drake Ayala. I know I'm pronouncing that like a, like a Chicago and Drake Ayala pentect his way through the tournament. Actually, pentect his teammate in the fi- or tech his got a uh, teammate in the finals. Teske medical forfeited out after two matches. He was two and zero, then medically forfeited out. Gabe Arnold, the true freshman, he went five and zero on the day. His third match beat his own teammate. I mean, he really just just rolled through this. Not a lot to take uh, from some of these matches. Franick and Caliendo just dominated. Can't wait to see uh, see those guys in a, in a premier dual meet. But again, Iowa, big news. Ferrari beating Voinovich. The other big news for Iowa this weekend, the ladies hosted the Trailblazer duels, set the record for largest dual meet attendance for a women's uh, dual meet, 8,000 fans. Iowa went 29-1 and on the day. 
we got to get some more D1 programs to have women's wrestling. Period. End of story. We got to have a Penn State, an Okie State, an Ohio State, Michigan. Someone step up and put some teams out there that can compete with these Hawks. I got to say, the Lady Hawk singlets are badass. Big Hawk on the front. Same core colors as the men, but really cool singlets. So that's going on. That's what's going on with Iowa. Michigan State Open, always a fun open. This one basically comes down to Wisconsin winning two we- two weights. Dean Hamidi, the legend from Joliet, he won at 165. Barnett won at 125 for the Badgers. Central Michigan won a couple weights. Oklahoma won a couple weights. That's the Michigan State Open. No Illini this year. My Illini didn't go. Tiger Style Open. All right, so this is fun because Nasir, Nasir Bailey, Illinois product, goes to Little Rock, Arkansas. He wins the Tiger Style Open. Amazing takedown in overtime. Go watch it on Twitter. Missouri won the thing. But Little Rock, Arkansas takes second. And there were some good teams in there. Cal Poly's in there. So it's like Little Rock's here. It's going to be fun to see what they do. Steven Little looked great as well. But go watch that Nasir Bailey takedown in overtime. All right, we've talked. We've talked some duels. We've talked some opens. All right, a couple other things I want to cover. One was, you know, last week we did the deep dive on the 1995 IHSA cancellation of the of the dual mate state tournament. A couple things I wanted to clarify. I was wrong. Matt Carmel has won a state title since that uh, since that 1995 tournament was canceled, and I thought they had. I didn't. I didn't know for sure, but search this in team. Sincere apologies, uh, Mount Carmel state champions. I believe it was 2022. The other question that I feel like we didn't hit on enough in that deep dive episode, and again, folks, if you haven't listened to it, in 1995, the IHSA banned Mount Carmel from competing in the dual state championships because they wrestled in five varsity tournaments. Mount Carmel took it to court. The court sided with Mount Carmel and said Mount Carmel had to be in the state tournament, and in return, the IHSA canceled the 1995 AA team state tournament. So the question comes down to, one, did, you know, we went over this last week, but did Mount Carmel's 14 varsity wrestlers that entered the state series, did they have more than five tournaments? I don't believe they did. I think what happened was that they, they sent a JV team to a varsity tournament, and that was part of the confusion. But I need to correct it, folks. If you think that Mount Carmel had varsity wrestlers on that team that competed in five varsity tournaments, let us know. Hit, hit up the show on Instagram or Twitter. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, but I did just want to clarify Mount Carmel. They have won a team state title after that, after that state. What else we got folks? What else we got? I think that's it. Excited for another fun week of wrestling. Oregon state, Iowa this week's going to be a fun duel. Again, all eyes on the cliff keen tourney coming up in December. And before that, all eyes, Iowa, Iowa State. We're going to do a breakdown on that dual meet coming up here because I can't wait for it. It's going to be hostile. It's going to be on ESPN. And again, folks, new episode coming to you on Wednesday. Pat Cummins, three-time, or excuse me, two-time All-American for Penn State, UFC veteran. Let's just make sure we didn't miss anything here. As we, as we wrap up this recap show, a lot of fun action. I just love this time of year. And there's so many freaking upsets now. You can't even you can't even capture them all. There's some awesome Twitter handles to follow. Um, 
I can't think of the one that always posts an upset, but go on Twitter, get involved with the wrestling community there. Hit us up if you like the show, and we'll see you on Wednesday, folks, with a new episode of Wrestling Changed My Life. Peace!